Hello and welcome back to livealittlehigher.com. I really hope you have a beautiful hug, you had a beautiful month of Tishrei in which you gained all the tools, all the energy, all the all the the toolbox really that you're gonna need through the year to be able to go through it with joy, with uh, good health and uh, with uh, well-being and uh, with purpose and meaning that you should really take everything that was given to you throughout this month and use it for, for, for the world, for, for the world around you. So today we begin the first book of the Torah, of the five books of Moses, the book of Bereshit, Genesis, and it starts talking about the creation of the world, how the, God created the world, and the Rebbe Lubavitch, in one of his sihas, he, he explains, he explains to, I, to us, he asks a question that why was light created before everything else? Like it doesn't make sense that the first thing that God created was light. Because light for who? There was nobody in the world yet. The trees didn't need light to grow. Animals didn't need light. People were not there yet. We didn't need to see anything. So. Why did God create light first? Who was going to benefit from it? And so the Reb explains that the difficulty uh, of this, of this implication of the creation narrative for the individual and the conduct of our life is very much a message to us of why God created the world. What's the purpose of us being in this world? So it says here, and God said, let there be light, this famous quote, and God, this famous pasuk, let there be light, and there was light. And this was the first of the utterances of God, in which God created the world, and light was the first of all creations. So, but, but what can we gain from this? What is, does this really mean? So the rabbis, oh, the, the sages, explained that the light made on the first day of creation in reality was hidden for the righteous in the world to come. The light that was created on the first day of creation is not the light that we know. It's not this, the, the sunlight. The sun was created much after and it's not the light that we, we, we grasp, the light that we know. But this is, um, this is a, a paradoxical, since the whole purpose of light is to illuminate the world, why should it have been hidden immediately after creation? So why did God create the light? This is the first utterance that God takes out of his, he utters, and he creates light, and then he puts it away. What, what is going on here? So this is like denying the, 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 the reason of our existence. So, and even though the rabbis explained why the light should have been hidden, we still need to understand why God foresaw this and he still created it the first thing he created it. So a further comment requiring explanation is that the, the Sohar explains that the, 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 which points out that the Hebrew word for light is or, 
and the Hebrew word for secret is Ras, and these two words have the same numerical value. There's a connection between light and secret or, or, or concealment. And so the numerical equivalence is a sign that the, these two things are related one to the other. This is in gematria, in, in the Hebrew alphabet there's gematria, you take the numerical value of every word and when they, uh, the, one word has the same numerical value of another word, then um, they have something that connects them. So we see here that light is of its essence, it's a revealed thing, something that you see. Like if you, ha you go into a room and it's dark, you turn on the light and then you, there's revelation. Whatever you couldn't see before, then you can see it. Like if you go inside of your room, you know there's a sofa here, there, you know there's a chair here, you know there's a, 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 a nightstand here, there's a bed is here, and you go and it's really pitch black, you, you, you walk like this, touching everywhere, not to hit yourself with things. But once you turn on the light, everything that's there, it's not that they just appear, they've always been there. But once you turn on the light, you're able to see everything that was concealed by the darkness. So light is of its essence a revealed thing and a secret is necessarily hidden. So how can these two opposites, these two uh, things that are completely one in one side of the spectrum and the other on the other, ha have something in common? So <clears throat> to resolve these difficulties, to resolve these difficulties, we must consider a remark made by the Midrash that says, just as a king wishing to build a palace does not do so spontaneously, but consults architects plans so God looked into the Torah and created the world. So the Torah in reality is architectural plan of the, of the world. It's the blueprint of creation. So if we want to understand the world as, it's, as it is, we go to the Torah because the Torah is the will of God, is his wisdom and his will, and in it, it's contained the secret of everything that's in the world. So in other words, by examining the order in which a man sets about making something which requires planning and forethought, we can learn something of God's order in the way that he brought the world to be. So first, he fixes in his mind the purpose which he desires to work to achieve. So for example, if you're constructing, you're gonna build a home for yourself. So you take this architect, you hire an architect, and the architect will ask you, okay, tell me about your lifestyle, what's important for you? So you're gonna say to him, well, I host a lot of people, I usually have a lot of people on, on Friday nights and Saturday lunch, so I need a very big dining room where I can fit, I don't know, 30 people, 40 people every time they come, comfortable. I want, um, I want a big kitchen and I'm a kosher person so I need a meat section and a milk section. Uh, the living room is important, I need a big space for all my books, I have so many books and I need a beautiful bookcase for them and comfortable chairs where I can sit and read and learn, maybe a little table on the side with, the, with two chairs so I can sit and learn. And um, yeah, you know, the bedrooms, well, we don't spend so much time in the bedrooms. They can be a good size, but they don't need to be extraordinary. Um, and like that, so you start telling the architect your needs. According to your needs, he's gonna build the house. It's not the other way around. 
It's not the other way around. When you're gonna go and buy a house that you're not building, okay, you adjust to whatever's going on in that house. But when you're gonna build a house, you have a plan. You know what's important for you. So you're gonna build that house according to your needs. So the same way Hashem, when He created the world, He created the world to, to, to be exactly what He needs it to be. It's His home. This is His home. So for him, it's important to have a lot of green and trees and fruit trees and mountains. All these things for Hashem are part of his, of his needs, of, of what he wants for the world. So this is as we were, was God's pro procedure in creating the world. And the purpose of the world that he was to create was to have a place where the divine light could be hidden in the heaven shroud of material existence. So was that it should be purified and the pristine light of God restored. He sought ultimately a dwelling place in the lower world, meaning that his hiddenness, his darkness, be transformed into a revealed present light. So since light was thus the purpose of creation, we see that the first thing he created was light, and the purpose is the first thing to be decided in the order of a work, Light was created on the first day. The intention of all the subsequent creation was captured in that opening phrase, let there be light. So we see here that the word good, because after Hashem created everything, He said it was good. The word good alludes to light. That's, that's what the Siha of the Rebbe is teaching us. You know, man, man was the, not the last creation. The last creation was Shabbos, was rest. But we see a thread in creation. We see that he first created the light, that was something good. So at the ultimate, this light can be, can be revealed on Shabbat. This is, this is the whole purpose of, ex of, of, of the world. And Shabbat really represents Mashiach times, the times of redemption, the time of, 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 the, of, the, of the Geula of their redemption. This is the whole purpose of, of the existence, is to get to that place. So this light can come and be, be shined on. So we see it follows that the light was present on each day of creation because after Hashem created everything, He said, and this is good. So light is the purpose of creation and such explicitly only at the outset. The answer is that purpose manifests itself in two, in two ways. So one way in which purpose is manifested is explicitly at the start of a labor and implicitly, which is at every stage of the work guiding each endeavor into a prearranged pattern. So we say the first thing was light, we know this is the purpose of creation, and then throughout the thread of creation we see how the light is involved in every creation. So it follows that there were two aspects to the primeval light. Firstly, as it was revealed as the purpose of creation on the first day and prior to any other existing thing. And secondly, as it was felt indirectly, which was alluded to on the other days, shaping the remainder of creation towards its function. So we see here that the whole purpose of this light is to be revealed and fulfilled. And, um, and the Zohar points out the connection between the light and the secret, the Or and the, and the Ras, and why the rabbi said that it was hidden for the righteous in the world to come. 
So while a bu building is under construction, its final shape is not apparent except in the mind of the architect of the builder. He knows exactly how that building is gonna look from the minute he, he, he builds, he, he makes the plan. So its ultimate for, for form is disclosed only when the work is really um, completed. So why, so with the world, only Hashem knew how the world would look at the end when he completed it. And by saying this, I mean 6,000 years of the world, to this year we're 5,781, we still have uh, some 200 or more years to go to complete this cycle. But these 6,000 years, it's really what Hashem has in mind. This is where, where, we, where we have to arrive to. And the, with the Mashiach, so will its purpose light, the purpose of this light will be completely revealed and it will come out of the, of the secret, of the mystery of, of it. So we see the light now is hidden, but in the world to come, when our worldly service has been completed, God willing, very soon, because it can be before the 6,000 years, we can usher the coming of Mashiach uh, by our, by if the Jewish people would keep Shabbat and we keep kosher and we would all be learning Torah and we would all be unified and, and being, doing what Hashem wants from us, then the world would be completed. We would come to that point. If not, it's going to happen anyways in, by the 6,000 year. So it will once again shine as it did on the first day. So, but anything which is hidden is hidden somewhere. And so this light, this light that Hashem created on the first day is hidden in the Torah. That's what the rabbis say, this light really is in the Torah. And, uh, and when we live a Torah life, a true Torah life, I mean, and, for the sake of heaven, not for us, for God, when we live in this way, in a certain way, we are revealing this light in this world. We're being able to bring a little bit of it into the world. So, so we see here that each person really is a microcosm of the world and its destiny is his. We all have the destiny in our hands. We have free will. We are free to choose to follow Hashem or not follow Hashem. That's our free will, that's it. The rest, everything is predetermined. Everything that's gonna happen to you, it has been inscribed and sealed in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah Rabbah. We're already, how much money you're gonna make this year, if you're gonna be healthy, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna live or you're not gonna live or, everything is already sealed. It's there. Although they say that you have till Hanukkah. You, you still have a few, two more months to go that you can still change decrees. But in reality, whatever's gonna be for us, who could have imagined last year Hashem was gonna send, send this uh, pandemic? Nobody could ever imagine such a thing. Look where we are now. Look what has happened this whole year. It's crazy. So we have no control of anything, really. The only control that we have, the only free will that we have is if we wanna serve God or not serve God. That's it. That he cannot force us to do. He left it for us. So the destiny of every human being is, is, is in his hands. We all have the, the power to either bring that light into the world, that concealed light that is concealed, for the world to come, 
but by learning Torah and doing mitzvot and living in a way that is uh, aligned with Hashem's will and wisdom, we are able to bring that light into this world. And so light is the purpose of every person. This is the purpose of your life. This is the whole purpose. People tell me, Margie, how can I know what is my purpose? I don't know why I'm here. What is, how can I know what's my purpose? So I tell them, okay, what is your specialty in life? What, what, what is good in you? And they tell me, okay, I'm a very good doctor. Okay, bring light through your job. Be, bring light through being a doctor. Be kind to your patients, be loving. Uh, pray before you do a surgery, connect to Hashem, bring light to the world, be good in what you are. And so the purpose of every Jew in, re in reality is that we have to transform every situation in our lives to light. We have to bring the light. So not merely by driving out the darkness, it's not only driving out the, the darkness, the evil, uh, by refraining from doing sinful things, but by changing the darkness itself into light, by positive commitment to good. You know, in the, in the, in the Tanya, the Alter Reb explains about the, the, the there's three types of, of creations that God did. He did one that is the, the Kadosh, Kodesh, which is holiness. And holiness is something that comes from the face of God. And this is the light, the Torah, the mezuzah, the, the tefillim. They are transparent to their creation, to the creator. Then you have things that come, that are called klipa noga. And this comes from the back of God. It comes from a place, it's called the sitra acha. And this comes from a place that is also Hashem, but it's something that he has to create that he doesn't want to create. He doesn't want to create this. But he has to create it in order for us to choose to do what is proper. So for example, food. Food, everything that is permissible for us, it's klipanoga. It comes from this other side. Everything, food, clothes, money, eh, cars, houses, all these things, klipanoga. They're concealed, this is the secret. They're concealed, the klipa is like a husk, like a, like a shell, like the peel of a banana, something that conceals the light. And so the food, for example, if you don't eat the food, even if it's kosher food, it has to be kosher food, obviously, but you're eating a good, juicy, kosher steak, and you don't have the right intention when you're eating this piece of, of meat, that meat, the, the energy of that meat, it's gonna be like sequestered. It's gonna be, it's gonna be concealed. It won't be able to come out and, and elevate itself. But if you eat the meat with the right intention, which is I'm gonna eat this meat so I can have energy to learn Torah and do mitzvot and fulfill my purpose in this world and be well, then the energy of that meat is gonna be elevated and it's gonna be able to rise up. And so that's what it means. You're turning something dark into light. It goes out, it becomes light, it becomes energy. So the whole existence is like a peekaboo game. It's a peekaboo game. It, it, we're playing hide and seek with Hashem. So we're trying to look for Him and find Him everywhere. Once we find God, we are releasing godly sparks and they're being able to be elevated. And that's the purpose of a Jew, is to be like a transformer. 
that's what we are it's not to get rid of the of the bad like you're not gonna make it bad you're gonna make it good and so so we see here that this the, the transformation is really what needs to be uh, done and and his order must be that God in the act of creation first he must formulate his purpose immediately as he awakens from sleep when he's a new creation and and indeed at every moment of the world is continually created anew he must recognize that his task, task is let there be light this is when you wake up in the morning you say thank you Hashem for returning me to my body and giving me another day of life put in your head I'm here to be light I'm here to transform the world and bring light to the world so when you have an, a situation in the day where someone is looking for a fight and he's trying to make you upset stop for one second and think and breathe and says no I have to bring light and so you keep quiet you let that person rant you keep quiet you be a mensch walk away be 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 decent and then that's when you're bringing light into the world and so then he must let his purpose be implicit in each of his actions by aligning them with Torah the blueprint of creation so if light is the purpose of every created thing it follows that it must also be the purpose of darkness itself so for there to be light there has to be darkness you know sometimes we feel this world is so dark so dark so sad there's so much poverty sickness unfair injustice and we feel like we're drowning but you know what it, there's a purpose for that too because if we don't have all that then how can we bring light into the world there's no way we can do it so for darkness has a purpose not merely that it should exist to be avoided but that it should be transformed into light and so in a, if a man should sometimes despair in the oppressive darkness of this world of making light prevail let alone of turning the bad itself into good he's told at the very outset in or for the sake of the beginning of God created light and the rabbis translated as for the sake of Israel who are called the beginning of God's produce and for the sake of Torah which is called the beginning of God's ways and as Isaiah says in his own words the sun shall no more be your light by day nor for brightness shall be the moon give you light but the Lord shall be for you a light everlasting so my friends we've just come out of an incredible month let let there be light let's be light let be the light you be the light let's be light take that as your new motto for this year be the light so I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.